New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, what is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us as we begin a new journey, as we look towards Easter and we are reminded that we have a king that doesn't ever lose. Even in the midst of the most dire of circumstances and situations, we see that God is still able to secure victory uh, through what he did ultimately through his son on a cross. Um, for those that do not know, my name is Nick and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here. And if you have never listened to us before or you were new to this journey with us here at New Vision, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some scripture in its entirety. And then I'm going to give a couple of thoughts and a couple of steps that we can take upon hearing God's word. And so today... I'm going to read Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 24, and then I'm going to read Psalm 51. And again, I know it's a good amount of verses, but we're going to be reminded that in the midst of this broken situation with Adam and Eve, and the writer of the psalm is going to remind us that, God, you are still gracious to me, even though I don't deserve it. So in the midst of what seems like a defeated situation, God is still able to secure victory. And so here we go. Genesis chapter 3 begins beginning in verse 1, and I'm going to be reading out of the CSB version. It says this, Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. No. You will not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. She took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Then he asked, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man replied, The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate. So the Lord God asked the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than any livestock and more than any wild animal. You will move on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. He said to the woman, I will intensify your labor pains. You will bear children with painful effort. Your desire will be for your husband, yet he will rule over you. 
And he said to the man, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you do not eat from it, the ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by means of painful labor all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. You will eat bread by the sweat of your brow until you return to the ground. Since you were taken from it, for you were dust, and you will return to dust. The man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made clothing from skins for the man and his wife, and he clothed them. The Lord God, since the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, he must not reach out, take from the tree of life, eat and live forever. So the Lord God sent him away from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove the man out and stationed the cherubim and the flaming whirling sword east of the garden of Eden to guard the way to the tree of life. Psalm 51 says this, verse 1. Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion, blot out my rebellion. Completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin, for I am conscious of my rebellion and my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone, I have sinned and done this evil in your sight. So you are right. When you pass sentence, you are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. Surely you desire integrity in the inner self, and you teach me wisdom deep within. Purity, purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn your face away from my sins and blot out all my guilt. God, create me a clean heart for, for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. Save me from the guilt of bloodshed, God, God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not want a sacrifice or I will give it. You are not pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humbled heart, God. And your good pleasure cause Zion to prosper. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices whose whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. And I know we just went through 24 verses in Genesis, and really Psalm 51 has 19 verses. But for this, I want to focus on Psalm 51. See, we see in Genesis chapter 3, 1 through 24, the fall, how that wedge got driven between us and God, creator and creation. And we see that God made a way where there was no way. Even in the later verses of chapter 3, you see that God kills an animal. In order to cover the sin and the shame of Adam and Eve. And that's exactly what he did through the life of Jesus. He took this perfect sacrifice and he allowed him to surrender his life. Why? To redeem and to cover our sin and shame. And we see that David, as he's writing this psalm, as after he's been confronted by Nathan, which is similar. So David gets confronted by Nathan. And Adam and Eve get confronted by God. 
And what you see is, hey, why have you done this thing? Let me show you what you have done. But then what we also see is only what God can do. We also see the redemption. See, as we know in the story of David, David confesses his sin. He says, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Restore the relationship that was broken through my sinfulness. And that's exactly what God does. And that's exactly what he did even in the midst of the garden of sin and shame. God is all about restoration. And so as we fix our eyes on this journey to Easter, as we fix our eyes being reminded that our king does not lose and he will not begin now, as we continue on this journey, we will see that God hasn't ever lost. He hasn't lost anyone and he won't start now. And so because of what he has done, because of his redemption, because of his payment, because of him making a way, we have been made right with the king. So today you might be thinking, wow, I have I have done so many things in order to drive a wedge between me and the relationship of my king. Maybe today is the day where you go, you know what, king, because of what you have done, because of the sacrifice, because of the covering of my shame through the surrender and the sacrifice of blood, I will accept that acceptance. I will accept that restoration and I will walk differently in light of it. And I will join you in telling others that they're also invited to the table. Maybe today you need to confess something. Maybe today you need to confess that your heart has not been clean and your eyes have not been fixed on the king, but been fixed on worldly things. Maybe the next step you need to take today is a step of confession. My encouragement to you is wherever you are, wherever you're listening in your car, in your home or wherever, is that you will not continue on a journey in the way that you have been walking. You won't continue to do the same things you've always done. But maybe right now in this moment, you go, you know what, King, thank you for your restoration. Thank you for the price that was paid on the cross for me. And thank you that you desire to make a clean heart in me. I am open. So I come to you with an open-handed posture to have your way and to do your work. Don't miss out on the invitation from the king to be fully restored and covered in his righteousness, not a righteousness of your own. My prayer for us is that as we anticipate Easter coming, as we anticipate all that God's doing has done and will do that we will meet him right where he is and that we will accept our seat at the table and we will surrender lesser things to take hold of what is the best thing. And that's the hand of our King. So know this, know we're for you. Know we love you. Know we are thankful for you. Thank you for listening. And I pray for your next steps today. And also invite someone to listen to the podcast along with you. Then you could talk about it. Who knows how God could use this podcast and use you in the midst of someone else's life. All that to say, no, we love you. We're for you. Y'all go be blessed. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.